Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the Executive Director of an Apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the Gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday Gospel in ways that help people who work. You can find this podcast as well as helpful articles, videos, and other materials on our website, which is utgatwork.org. You can also subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting sites. This weekend, we celebrate the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are about 8 billion people living on the planet right now. That's pretty remarkable, isn't it? When Jesus told us to go forth and multiply, well, we certainly complied. Sadly, about 1 in 10 of those 8 billion people in the world struggle with getting enough food to eat on a daily basis, and over 2 million people are forecasted to die from starvation just this year. Is this driven by too many people and too little food? Actually, no, it's not. There's plenty of food for everyone. It's driven by the fact that we haven't figured out how to get the food to those in need. And it's certainly not for a lack of effort. There are countless groups out there trying to feed the hungry, but we collectively fail because of disorganization, greed, bad leaders, and other things which could be overcome if we just cooperated with one another. There's a similar thing that goes on amongst those of us who are Christians. We all believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but we argue over things both big and small that drive us apart. If we could simply cooperate with one another, the United States would be a country driven by Christian morals and beliefs. After all, over 60% of the people in this country believe in Jesus Christ, but far too often we fail to cooperate with one another. Across the globe, we not only argue, but actually at times come to violence over things like the real meaning of the Eucharist, the true role of the Pope, and the list goes on. I have to believe that Jesus shakes his head in disgust at times when he watches his own followers come to blows with one another. We who are Christians need to cooperate more. We need to stop arguing over where we differ and instead start celebrating what we have in common. This is a strong belief of UTG at work. While both Mary Martin and I are devout Catholics, we can't wait to cooperate with people of other faiths. After all, remember what Jesus said when John told him that others were driving out demons in his name. He said, whoever is not against us is for us. In today's gospel, Jesus calls four men to be his apostles. James, John, Andrew, and Peter. James and John were brothers, as were Andrew and Peter. He would eventually call eight more men, forming the group of twelve apostles who would be with him on his ministry and build his church when he ascended into heaven. Did these men cooperate with one another? Well, they must have to some extent, because the church is still alive and well today, some two thousand years later. But we have plenty of evidence that they had their differences. James and John would eventually anger everyone by selfishly asking if they could sit at Christ's right and left when he comes into his glory. We read that when the other ten heard this, they became indignant at James and John. There was undoubtedly jealousy over Peter being the lead. 
Even Peter and Paul had their differences, which we can read about in Scripture. Peter, James, and John were Jesus' inner circle. He took them with him in his most critical moments of prayer, but not the others. Did the others feel hurt by this? Indeed, one of the twelve who was hand-selected by Jesus would turn him into the Roman soldiers, and even Peter himself would deny him. Imagine how the others would have felt about these things. So, if even the twelve apostles sometimes struggled to cooperate and get along, can we expect Christians today to do so? In Unleash the Gospel, Archbishop Vigneron addresses this point. He specifically calls out a spirit of cooperation as one of the six good habits. He says, There can be no competition in the body of Christ because we have one Lord and one united purpose. The whole archdiocese has embarked on a new evangelization together, and any victory for one is a victory for all. As Christ's apostles had to learn to put aside rivalry and learn to work as a team, so we are called to a spirit of generous cooperation and sharing of resources. And what's true for the Archdiocese of Detroit is true for Christians everywhere, especially at work. We need to cooperate with one another to advance the cause of faith in the workplace. As Benjamin Franklin said at the birth of our nation, we must indeed all hang together, and most assuredly we shall all hang separately. Some years ago, GM had a site on our intranet for Christians to come together and to share our thoughts and our prayers and our ideas. Sadly, after a few years, GM shut that particular site down for reasons that, I guess to this day, I don't fully understand or appreciate, especially since other sites for various support groups, ethnic groups, and the like were allowed to remain operational. I got into the habit of publishing my weekly homilies on this site, and I was taken aback by some of the negative comments that came my way. While we all believed in Christ, we differed over details which I was always willing to look past, but clearly others were not. This was discouraging to me. I felt then, as I feel now, that we're far better focusing on what we have in common than on what separates us. Indeed, the spirit of cooperation amongst brother and sister Christians, which we all understand is necessary, is at the same time often very hard to find. I even see division amongst brother and sister Catholics, who will argue over Latin versus English, incense versus no incense, veils versus no veils, and so on. These things are, at least to me, unbelievably trivial when it comes to the life, death, and resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. I also offer that we need to give great respect to people of other faiths who are not Christian. In this case, our differences may actually be significant, but that doesn't give us the license to criticize or fight with one another. We do share one very important belief in common, and that is that faith is a good thing, and there's value in being able to bring our full selves to work, including our faith. Perhaps our human condition is such that we simply aren't capable of cooperating with one another as we ought. Most everyone would agree that a spirit of cooperation is a good thing, but far too often we believe that cooperation means that everyone should think like I think. This isn't cooperation, it's an attempt at domination. All we need to do is study the history of wars in our world to see that there have been far too many people who had this in mind. However, there is one thing that drives cooperation almost without exception, a common cause. If we all agree that something needs to be done, we're much more inclined to set aside our differences in the spirit of accomplishing the cause. And do we Christians at work have a common cause? Yes, we do. We share the belief that we need to bring our full selves to work, including our faith. Our faith is a part of our identity. Indeed, for many of us, it's the most significant part of our identity because it defines who we are and how we live. When it comes to living the faith and witnessing to Christ in the gospel at work, we have a common cause. Everywhere I go in this ministry, I meet people who understand this, but we often fall short of cooperating with one another to make it happen. 
Just think about the fact that over 60% of the people who make the policies that shut down the faith in the workplace actually profess to be Christian. This doesn't make sense, but it's our reality. We can make a difference if we cooperate with one another. You can make a difference if you are willing to cooperate with your brother and sister Christians at work. May the Lord grant you the strength and the courage to embrace a spirit of cooperation as you go about unleashing the gospel in your workplace. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.